Welcome to Nature Within Your Yoga, a podcast that explores how yoga intersects with our lives in ways both simple and profound. I'm Patti Premari, a yoga teacher and educator. Hi everyone, I'm joining Patti today. I'm Susan McNamara, also a yoga teacher and educator. And we're coming to you from East Hampton, Massachusetts, where we are deep in the fall. I think that Halloween is the midpoint between fall, um, between the autumnal equinox, Susan, Mm. and the winter solstice. Mm. Halloween is that midpoint. (laughs) So we are deep in the fall. I thought we were going to say deep in the candy right now. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) too. (laughs) So I wanted to talk today a little bit about letting go and some practical tools we use in the yoga studio and in our lives for letting go Mm. of things. And, you know, as I reflected on this this week, I was really thinking about nature and how nature constantly letting go. You know, I'm thinking about the tides, how the tides come in and then they release. Mm. How birds don't hang on to their summer nests, but yet fly south, you know, looking for that, that um, annual renewal. Um, how leaves don't cling long to the trees, they just let go. And when they let go, they float. Mm. They just float beautifully down to the ground. So how can we find ways to let go? We have so much that we hold on to as human beings. Mm. You know, and I started writing this list out and I got, <laughs> I got like 20 things. And um, it, it started getting ridiculous and I, I had to stop. But some common things, and maybe you'll have some too, Susan, but I was thinking about how we hold on to physical things, mm. how we collect things. Oh, yeah. You know, like we don't like to go through the closet and pull out the things that don't no longer work. We we hold on to that really cute pair of jeans from, <laughs> you know, 2000 thinking, ah, maybe they'll come in back, back in style sometime. And we have a friend, a mutual friend between us who actually does that for a living. Well, yeah. she, she will go to people's closets and start pulling things out. And people are very reluctant to get rid of their stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I think, you know, the, like when you're talking about the closet and cleaning that out, I always do have the experience, though, when I actually do it, I feel really good afterwards. <laughs> I feel lighter. I feel more open. There's just something lifts for me every time I do that. Yeah. I, I think that is such a truism Yeah, that everybody does feel great. And our friend, Jen Robert, who does closets, she says that people just feel great afterwards and and. And for me, somebody who loves to shop, I just make room for new stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So other things we hold on to, stress, Yeah, unfortunately. But I think it's really, we're holding on to the things that cause the stress when we really break it down. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I also, though, too, see, weirdly enough, it's become this way where we belong or it almost shows that you're important or you're busy or you're doing it right somehow. And and so I think underneath why we hold on sometimes are some really interesting uh, beliefs that we have. True, true, true. I, I totally get what you're saying. 
we hold on to expectations of other people, mm. expectations about how we want the world to be, maybe thinking about how the world used to be or how our company used to do a particular thing. And we kind of hold on to that sometimes and sometimes to our detriment. Mm. I don't think it's good sometimes, you know. Change is just such an inevitability. It just is how the whole physical world and the mental world is set up. Mm. So the more we hold on, I think the we we actually cause more stress. Yeah, but I also think too, right? It's that um it's that familiar thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I agree with you. I think somewhere deep, deep down, maybe at the cellular level, we know everything's changing. We know we really can't hold on to anything. But yet that all the stuff that you're talking about, like clinging to the stuff and the expectations, it kind of makes us feel, I don't know, like more solid or more real or like I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And because I think it's really hard to open up and to step into what's unfamiliar or to recognize that, you know, everything is changing changing and going and leaving and then coming back again. You know, I feel like the East, I mean, I think both you have, a, you know, both of us, because we do yoga, have more of a comfort with like that notion that things, you know, come into existence, they're here for a little while, then they leave, you know, there's, that's very much demonstrated in yoga. But, you know, from a Western perspective, I don't think we think like that. No. <laughs> and it would be good if we could. Yeah. Because, because there is so much change, I wonder if people hold on to things because it's like something they can control. Definitely. It's something like they can keep familiar. That pair of jeans, I've had that for the past 20 years there. Yeah. That's one thing I know is not going to change. Mm-hmm. And so I totally get that. And if people need to have things like that in their lives that aren't really taking up much space in their minds or creating stress, go for it, Mm. is what I say. But when they're creating problems is when it, is when we need to deal with them. Yeah, You know, things, and it's so funny because I had to get really honest with myself when I started thinking about this topic for one of my yoga classes. I realized, are you holding, well, I asked myself the question, Patty, are you holding on to anything? Oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) And I realized, oh, wow, I was holding on to a few grudges. Mm, Oh, jeez. Long grudges, to be really honest. And even though I had 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 an, an issue with a friend, and even though we had talked about it and I said I was over it, I really wasn't, Mm. and it was coming out in different ways. And I'm not proud of myself for saying this, but it was. And I feel like I finally recognized that and realized that that grudge was not doing me any favors. And it wasn't serving me, wasn't serving her, and it wasn't serving anybody around us. Mm. So I feel like I finally was able to let that go. And I feel so much better. Yeah, isn't it so weird about grudges or resentments? You know, you you feel like you're holding on to this like burning thing inside and you feel like you're, you know, showing that person something. And then I remember one time in the middle of one of my grudge matches with somebody, (laughs) 
Yeah. I had somebody say to me that they had heard the story where like holding a grudge or, you know, bearing resentment towards other people was the equivalent of holding a burning coal in your hand Mm. with the intention of throwing it at another person. (sighs) Right. So who's getting burned here? Right. Who's really getting harmed? But we can feel like so like, yeah, solid and justified. Like I have every right to hold this grudge. And I, and I do think that that's a big piece of like what is behind that struggle around letting go is like somehow it makes us solid and we feel justified. Mm. And then yet we're like, we're the ones who are getting really hurt. We are because it puts us in a powerless position mm. because we're the one that was wronged. Exactly. And it puts the other person in a much more powerful position because they are able to wrong us. Yeah. And so when you really start thinking about it that way, a grudge does not serve you at all because you're making yourself the victim. Right. And I don't think anybody wants to be seen or think about themselves as the victim. No. So that was a good thing to let go of. Perfectionism. Isn't that funny how that happens? I often, sometimes I get a little nervous when I find a theme that I'm really excited about, you know, to either do like in a blog or a podcast or a class. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so great. And then at some point, it always turns around to some personal piece that I have to look at for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just one of the joys of being a yoga teacher. It's so true. Or any kind of, you know, person who's putting themselves out there in the world. Right. And really taking the time to reflect on all of these topics and and some of them aren't easy. Here's one that I struggle with a lot, perfectionism. Mm. Mm. I really struggle with this and I think a lot of people do. So I had this, ugh, Difficult um, experience just recently where I signed myself up to go speak on a topic that I know a lot about. And I went, and this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, and I had a bunch of people come, and I froze. I I, I thought that I was so prepared. (laughs) But what happened was my topic was on um, social-emotional learning and... um, children and how difficult emotions can hijack our brains because the amygdala, the old part of the brain that is responsible for fight or flight or freeze, Mm -hmm. um, when we're experiencing difficult emotions, um, we tend to react from that old part of the brain, that amygdala. Mm -hmm. And so we freeze up or, you know, and we, and then our frontal lobe, the part of the brain that learns and is can do executive functioning and higher order thinking is not available Mm. and that's exactly what happened to me no no (laughs) my brain was so hijacked i got so nervous so in a way it was very it was humbling Mm. Uh, but it was also a lesson in that the thing that i was talking about what it really felt like when that happens and it was really disconcerting. And because I am a perfectionist, you know, I had a hard, I had a difficult weekend after that. I bet. Took time to kind of release that and let it go and say, what can I learn from this? It wasn't perfect the way I wanted it to be. What can I learn from this? And um, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I'm thinking about is like, 
what an awful and, and beautiful lesson as a teacher, mm. right? Because it's one thing to rationally know or think certain things about our students, right? And then mm -hmm. it's quite another when you actually are walking in their shoes. Mm -hmm. So, right, because it's easy sometimes to look at kids and, you know, and on the one hand, you're sort of understanding, okay, yes, you know, they're being hijacked right now. But then there's another way where it can be annoying or inconvenient, mm. right, when you're trying to teach a bunch of kids and you've got somebody like acting up. But boy, what an incredible, powerful thing to go through it yourself and be like, wow, when you're in that place, it doesn't feel like there's a choice. No, and it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got through my uh, presentation but I really didn't like doing it at all. It was difficult. Wow. Um, so how do we start to get out from under the stress mm. and to begin to let these things peel away? Mm. So I thought we could go through some tools now. And as, as everybody who's listening to this can hear... These are tools I use all the time <laughs> mm. because I'm still in this process of letting go. I think just being human, we all, we all are. We're really honest. Well, and I think it also speaks to what you were saying about, you know, you, you open with talking about the fall, right? And this mm -hmm. is like such a time of the trees are shedding, um, plants are dying back to the root. And so there is, right, a very natural progression to as we're moving towards the winter, that it's essential that we drop things, right? And so I just feel like when you say this is part of human, it's just a good time to also make that connection again with the natural world, because we're part of nature too. And just like the leaves know how to drop and, and all these other things know how to let go, so do we. Yeah, and I wish we had more cultural like days where we thought about mm. this is the day to let go. Yeah. I think other cultures do. I think maybe the Jewish religion has a day where you, uh, if you are holding any negative feelings about mm. somebody, you would honestly talk to them on that day and you would let it go. Mm. You know, I think other cultures have that kind of built into their systems, social systems. And I wish that in America, we had more like that. I well, think and even in healthcare systems, like, you know, Ayurveda, and I know, you know, I'm doing a training on that right now. And also mm -hmm. traditional Chinese medicine, very much recognize that the fall is a time of letting go. And mm. it's not just happening in the trees, that it's happening in us. And the more that we can align with this phase, then we can move into the next season um, with less effort, less yeah. baggage, right? Less baggage. Less baggage. Yeah. So we're not an overloaded like cart, yeah. just trying to cart pounds and pounds of stuff yeah. with us that we can glide into the next season. <laughs> so the breath, one of the tools that we use all the time in yoga, and um, I used a lot on, uh, the other day when I was going through my little um, <laughs> ordeal, I'll call it, the breath. Mm. You know, using that deep belly breath, which has a calming effect on our nervous system and helps the amygdala to um, unclench, mm. unclench. And I think that I heard, I think I read the other day that only five, it's like five seconds of deep breathing has an effect 
on our um, on our brains, how we um, how the the more processing part of the brain becomes more available, even just after like five seconds of breath. Mm. And so just taking those deep belly breaths, and it really did help me a little bit so that I was able to get through my presentation, even though, you know, it wasn't as perfect as I would have liked it to be. Mm. It did, breathing did help me get through uh, the class. And and we use that all the time in yoga, too. Well, and it's so funny that you're saying this, because I don't know if you um, noticed this, but right before we started to record, like as you reach down to push the um, record button, both of us, <laughs> right, yeah. just naturally, we don't even think about it anymore, took a full deep breath in and kind of did like a long, um, ver- like a, you know, sound to the mm. exhale, mm-hmm. you know, as a way to just let go of something so that we could come into this podcast more present, mm-hmm. right, without the baggage of, you know, whatever might have come before. Yeah, it's kind of like turning a page. It is. Turning a, a new page, turning mm-hmm. to a new page. Mm. It's like a cue mm. to your whole system that, okay, that's over. Now we're turning to a new page and we're going to do this. Oh, that's good. I've really found that that is how it works in my life. Yeah. And so deep breaths mm. all the way down, low and deep in the belly mm. is a good way to let go. And sometimes even kind of as you're doing that, visualizing on the exhale that whatever it is you're trying to let go is maybe floating away on the waves mm. or perhaps it's floating up um, on a balloon, you know, into the sky. So visualization is another great tool for letting go. Yeah, and how simple, right? I mean, Mm. something like what you're describing is available in any given moment. You're having a difficult conversation with somebody, you're at work, you're in traffic, you're in line someplace. It's not even like a big thing that you have to do that literally with the breath, like that imagining of just letting that go out on the exhale. Like I just find stuff like that is such a game changer and also in the moment by moment because I think sometimes we think we have to have like all this time carved out or we have to do all this really intense work around letting go. But one of the things that I find is if I can do what you're talking about across the day, then I don't wind up at the end of the day with that sort of deadly stress buildup of all these things that have accumulated across mm-hmm. the day. It's almost like it's that I love that image of the turning of the page that like you know, moment by moment across our day, we just get to keep opening into a new page and we get to just let go of whatever came before. Yeah, because I was thinking as you were just talking about, like, let's say somebody had a horrible day Mm. and it was like one long sentence, just this, (laughs) you know, one huge run-on sentence of trauma after trauma after trauma or little niggling things that, Mm. um, you know, became a huge thing. And then you get in your car and you just start driving and you run into traffic. Mm. And that's when people start, uh, that's when road rage happens or people are yelling at each other in the cars. I just feel like, like you said, throughout the day to take these little breaks, yeah, little breaks. And it doesn't take a lot of effort, No, thankfully. 
No. Um, the other thing is being kind to yourself. You know, like when you're trying to look at a grudge that you might be holding or um, whatever it is, something that you feel you might have not done as well as you thought you could have, to be kind to yourself. Mm. You know, and I feel like the lotus mudra, which is this beautiful mudra that you can do where you bring your thumbs and your pinkies together and you hold the thumbs right up against your heart and you kind of even um, hug the thumbs into the heart and then you open up the, the other three fingers and you create this little lotus. It's this lotus of um, loving kindness and compassion and it's a beautiful lotus to do when you're taking those breaths, just kind of imagining that heart space mm. and being kind to yourself because letting go ain't easy. No. I think we all know that. So did you do this <laughs> after your um, presentation? No, but I did a lot of breathing. Mm. I did a lot of breathing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think helped. you're right on with that because I often see that, you know, either in myself or people that I work with, you know, you come up against that part of yourself that maybe you're clinging to or some little ugly thing that you don't want to know about the grudge that you're holding mm. I it you know I find it takes a lot of courage to look at ourselves that way and it also takes a lot of kindness like you're saying because if we just come in and beat ourselves up on that then we've created this whole another layer of problems and suffering mm. on top of that and then we got to go and let go of that thing down the road yeah yeah right. if we could all just be a little kinder to ourselves mm the world would be a much nicer place. Mm. So let's talk about some poses we like to bring into yoga for letting go. Mm. Do you mm. have any favorites? Um, well, it's funny because I was just doing it with my class today. So I love the breath of joy. Mm. Um, yeah. And so Tell that me one, about that. So that's the one where you're breathing in three parts. You're standing up and you're coordinating with like your, your arms moving in three different directions. But at the end, you just do this big like um, ha kind of an exhale and that for me is a huge letting go piece and what I see oftentimes with people or myself is you know if there's a lot of tension in the room or even you know sometimes I find with students I gotta help them figure out ways to let go of like the sluggishness or mm -hmm. just the disengagement and you know just getting up like that moving the body and then doing that big open mouth, ha, exhale. It's just a great way to let go if like something's really bothering you somehow. Yeah, and I think embodiment too. Oh yeah. Like there are times when my mind might be going, doing the hamster wheel thing. Mm -hmm. Like what if this and then that and then this and then I do the whole thing over again and it's just spinning, you know, thought after thought. And I find that the only thing sometimes that can get me out of those thought patterns is getting into my body. So getting out of the house, yeah. getting on the trail, um, taking a walk, dancing, yep. doing yoga, doing yard work, getting out of the head yes. and into the body. Yep. Great way to let go. 
Yeah, I agree because like that ruminating thing that will do and you just don't seem to be able to kind of get yourself off that track, right? That just the movement of the body, it changes mm -hmm. everything because suddenly mm -hmm. you've got different chemicals in your body. Yeah. Your the te the movement is getting the tension out of your body. And it's just like a whole new perspective basically, which I think is what you're really talking about here with looking at letting go in a very particular way of of seeing it as um, something you want to call in, invite into your life, like a new perspective of just being aware of like, where can I just drop some things? Right. I think awareness is key. Yeah. Awareness is really key that, hey, maybe I do need to let go of some of these things and reduce my stress. Yeah. So I love to do twists mm. for letting go. Mm. I think twists, I always think of like, similar to a sponge twisting out the water, that maybe twist could help us squeeze out some of the stuff yeah. we are carrying yeah. around. That's a good letting go image. Mm. <laughs> Forward folds are another favorite. Mm. I love that image and it's used so often in yoga, but it still works for me where as we fold over, whatever thoughts are ruminating around in our head that are unhelpful, just can kind of spill out yeah, and then circulate back down into the earth. Mm. These thoughts are amorphous. They're not solid. They're not real. And that's kind of a helpful thing to know too. It sure is. And then I think you brought up one time, Susan, backbends. You really like to do backbends mm. for letting mm. go. Yeah, I do. I find them because, you know, for me, the backbend has got so much about like the unknown. Mm. It kind of cycles back to what we were talking about in the beginning where... I think we cling on because we do really realize how much things are really changing and how we really can't grab onto things the way that we do. And so for me, backbends have a huge um, link for me around the release and l letting go into the support of something else mm. and trust and faith. And that for me, you know, it, is a huge part of letting go is do I have faith in something in more than myself? Do I have faith in the process itself? Do I have faith in, you know, continuing to steer myself in a particular direction? So um, they're stimulating, and they're strengthening, but that whole unknown piece for me is really a big one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about with letting go. I yes. hope that some of the things we talked about today can be helpful to our listeners. And so as we come to the end of our podcast, I want to thank you, Susan, for being here. Do you want to say where you can be reached? Sure. So if anybody wants to um, find out more of what I do, you can go to the farm at avalon.org and you have to spell out the A-T or you can check out the blog that I write at medicineforthepeople.com and the four is the number four. Thank you. And I'm Patty Premari. I can be reached at P A T I P R A Y M A R I at gmail.com or at Nature Within You Yoga. Have a great week, everybody. Namaste. Namaste.